It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Good evening and welcome to the Future of Flushing podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan Barron. Not with me right now is Vito Khaleesi. Vito is uh, he's somewhere over the Atlantic Ocean, I'd say. It's 9.13 on the East Coast. Vito's flight took off at 6 o'clock. Shortly thereafter, 35 minutes after, was Game 1 of the Northeast Division Championship Series between the Binghamton Rumble Ponies and the Somerset Patriots. And just minutes ago, the Rumble Ponies wrapped up an impressive 9-2 victory against the Patriots, taking Game 1, moving one step closer to the next round of the postseason. The Ponies' pennant push is in full effect, and I'm here to break it all down for you, let you know what you missed in case you didn't see the game, or help you relive it and maybe, you know, uh, dive a little deeper into what you saw because it was really a soup-to-nuts performance by Binghamton in Game 1 at Marabito Stadium. And Christian Scott was the man on the mound for the Rumble Ponies in Game 1, and Scott was great. He only pitched three innings. Of course, we've said it. Vito and I have talked about it a lot recently, how Scott has reached a place where he has never gone before in comes of in terms of workload, for a season when it comes to workload for a season so the organization definitely being careful with Scott but still letting him contribute and letting him get a taste of that playoff action and he was so so good for this Rumble Ponies team on Tuesday he pitched the first three innings of the game allowed just two hits one of those a solo home run no walks and five strikeouts the two hits were both picked up by Trey Sweeney who Vito and I told you about in the last episode as we took a little look ahead to this series. Sweeney, a former first-round pick of the Yankees, the leadoff hitter for the Somerset Patriots shortstop. So he had a good game. He gave Scott some trouble, but if you watch this game, you know the way that Scott really carved through this Somerset lineup. Looked like he did it without a sweat, honestly, mixing four pitches. And the thing about Scott when you watch him, number one, he has pinpoint control, and that's the reason why he had the greatest strikeout rate minus walk rate in all of the minor leagues this season. You can't do that without great control, but you really see that that great control in effect when you watch him. The misses that he has when he does miss his spot, which is rare, they're good misses. To righties, it's up and in. It's things that guys can't really get out ahead of and, and do any damage against. So Scott was great for the Rumble Ponies in this one. After Scott, Reed Brignac, the manager of the Rumble Ponies, he turned to Luis Moreno, who was the Eastern League pitcher of the week at times this season, had a great regular season. His last two appearances in the regular season came out of the bullpen in this role, sort of as the bulk guy, perhaps Binghamton trying to get him ready for that role into the postseason, and he did a great job in Game 1. He gave the Rumble Ponies five innings of one-run ball, just a solo home run allowed and really nothing else. Lots of wrinkles. Out of Moreno's right hand, he's a guy who really mixes his pitches and really throws a lot of breaking pitches and keeps hitters off balance, and he did just that. So Moreno and Scott on Tuesday, those two combined for eight innings of two-run ball with just two walks and 10 strikeouts. We told you about the 14 shutouts by this Rumble Pony team this season. 
and they do it again. They open the playoffs in Game 1, a 9-2 victory with a strong pitching performance overall. Left-hander Matt Minnick came on. He got the final three outs for the Rumble Ponies. So that's what Binghamton did on the offensive side of the ball. But they put up nine runs, so there was a lot on the, excuse me, what they did on the pitching side of the ball, I should say. They put up nine runs, a lot that Binghamton did on the offensive side of the ball. And going to let you in on a little secret here. Since Vito is on an airplane right now, I'm sure he's enjoying himself, possibly upgraded to business class. I wouldn't put it past the guy, but you know what? Nothing I haven't done once or twice in my life either on a, on a nine-hour flight, so I wouldn't blame him for that. A lot of the hats and the shirts, I'm sure he's going to come back with many. That, I don't see eye-to-eye with, with him on, but an upgrade for a flight that long, I've got a bad back, bad creaky back. I totally understand it, but since Vito is not here and he's not available, I am actually editing the podcast for the first time. So this is uncharted territory for me, and I told him, hey, if I miss speak or whatever... I'm not stopping. I'm not cutting it. We're just going to keep going. So this is full steam ahead. If I do misspeak, it happens when you talk this long, uninterrupted. I guess it's just part of it. But let's get to the offense for the Rumble Ponies. Innings one through three, there really wasn't much against Blaine Abida, the Somerset starter, but it all came together in the fourth inning for the Rumble Ponies. And it started with Jeremiah Jackson, who sent an Abida hanging slider over the left field wall at Marabito Stadium. That tied the game at one, and that was the first of five consecutive hits strung together by the Rumble Ponies, and those five hits coming from the five through nine hitters in the Rumble Ponies lineup, excuse me. That was Jeremiah Jackson, Rowdy Jordan, who had a great game, Augustin Ruiz, Hayden Singer, Hayden Sanger, and Ryland Thomas. And those guys, five through nine, they combined for eight of the 12 hits by the Rumble Ponies on Tuesday night. So we've talked about this lineup getting longer. Of course, the additions of Drew Gilbert and Luis Angel Acuna and Jeremiah Jackson, but also the promotion of a guy like Ryland Thomas, who hits ninth and is a is a tough out of great on-base guy. We told you about the 431 on-base percentage he posted for the Rumble Ponies during his time after his promotion there. That's the ninth hitter in this lineup. And he had a great at-bat, put the bat to the ball. He has a knack for the barrel in this fourth inning, kept the line moving. Then the lineup flipped over. And at this point in time, the Rumble Ponies had a 3-1 lead when Jet Williams stepped to the dish. Now, I'm sitting on the couch watching this game, and Williams comes up, and it's the kind of that bat where you think to yourself, man, if he gives one a ride here, this game is over, especially with you know how good the, the Rumble Ponies' arms are, both starting and in the bullpen. Six runs, that's going to be tough for any team to come back against this group of arms. And I think to myself, it would be pretty cool and a pretty badass moment if Jet Williams parks one right here. And then two or three pitches later, Jet Williams turns around a high fastball off the scoreboard out in deep left field there, up in Binghamton, New York, into the Binghamton night, blows the doors off the game, gives the Rumble Ponies a 6-1 lead, and they don't look back. And what a moment was! What what a moment it was for Jet Williams! And what a time for him to unleash his first double A home run. Of course, he was just promoted back on uh, what was it? September 10th, I believe it was. Yeah, September 10th, a couple Sundays ago. And uh, you know, for Williams to 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 put the team—I don't want to say on their on his back at that moment in time—they were up three-one. 
But to just deal such a decisive blow was uh, was quite a moment to watch. The rally towels were out in Binghamton. Definitely have to mention that. This game had the feel of a playoff game, first of all. You have bunting around the stadium, so love that. Baseball with bunting doesn't get any better. Number two, the postseason logo painted by the first and third base coaches box. You love a little paint on the grass. That means a big game, whether it's an opening day, an all-star game, or a playoff game. Bringing out all the stops, and then the rally towels going up there. It was an electric moment, and it was a cool moment for me personally. I'm just going to go into a little uh, personal detail here. As I'm sitting on the couch, I have my now three-month-old daughter. Can you believe it? Time is flying. Three-month-old daughter with me watching the game together. And as Jet Williams is rounding the bases, I look down at her. And I plan on making her a Mets fan. I think that's a reasonable thing. You know, I've, uh, I, think I've, I think that's a fair thing. My wife, I believe, is, is in on it. Although uh, she comes from a family of Somerset Patriots fans, if you would. Um, but I looked down at her and I just thought to myself, man, Jet Williams is 19 years old. He's doing this already in double A. My daughter could be growing up and falling in love with the Mets the way that I fell in love with the Mets when I was growing up. And one of her favorite players, one of the first players that she gets to know is Jet Williams. So that was just a cool little moment for me that I got to enjoy um, you know, obviously the impact that the home run had on the game, but just that, that realization that, you know, there's kind of symmetry between what's going on down to the minor leagues and I guess life in a way, maybe a stretch, but for me in that moment, that's at least how I felt. So after the fourth inning, it was six, one ponies and they really cruised from there. A couple other big performers, Rowdy Jordan. He had three hits in this game, two good pieces of two strike hitting early in the game. And then a booming double in the bottom of the seventh that really, Helped the Rumble Ponies put the, the foot on the necks of the Patriots for good. He extended his hitting streak to nine games. And Rylan Thomas told you about the hitting he did in the fourth inning, the RBI single, as he dumped one down the left field line. Put a really, really good pitch in play. Put the ball in play. Good things happen. With that hit, Thomas extended his hitting streak to 13 games. And JT Schwartz, he had a big game himself. And I was watching this game, and I've watched a lot of JT Schwartz. And for a while... I thought to myself, who does JT Schwartz remind me of? And I couldn't put my finger on it. And tonight it came to me. And I'm not saying JT Schwartz is this guy. And it's funny because I'm really not a big comp guy. I'm really not. I I think it's kind of lazy when people make comparisons. And So again, I, I want to preface it by saying I'm not saying JT Schwartz is going to have this kind of career. He very well might, but I'm not making that prediction because that would be a very lofty prediction. JT Schwartz, the mechanics at the plate and the swing path, there's just there's there's some John Olrood in JT Schwartz. The patience, the the contact skill. Again, John Olrood has the highest OBP in Mets history if you make, I think, a 1,000 plate appearance qualifier. John Olrood was a great player. He was my first favorite player, actually. The first souvenir my dad ever got me at Chase Stadium going to Mets games. First time it took me was August of 97. The first souvenir I ever got was a little John Olrood keychain that I still have in my childhood bedroom to this day back home. So love John Olrood and JT Schwartz. Maybe one day there will be a kid who gets a, a JT Schwartz keychain at their first Met game or second Met game. But JT Schwartz had a big game, also flashed the leather defensively, started a game-ending 3-6-1 double play, also had a nice a couple of nice picks on throws across the diamond. So 
Schwartz is that captain type first baseman. He really presents a, a, a bit of an ease of calm to the infield. You throw it over there, you know that he's going to wind up scooping it out. And a great hitter. He had a really big night at the dish as well. He went two for five with two RBI. So that's the cleanup hitter for this Rumble Ponies team getting it done. But it was really just an entire group effort for the Rumble Ponies across the board. There was one scary moment we wanted to comment on. That was the moment that Luis Angel Acuna was hit by a pitch in the face. He left the game. No immediate updates as as uh, we're recording right now at 925 on Tuesday night. Obviously, uh, be on the lookout for news about Luis Angel. Of course, we hope that he is okay. Scary moment. So just wanted to touch on that. So that is what happened in Game 1, a 9-2 victory for the Rumble Ponies in the Northeast Division Championship Series against the Somerset Patriots. So now Wednesday is a travel day as the two teams will bust down to Central Jersey, a beautiful place, according to many people. Don't take it from me. And they will get this series going once again on Thursday night in Somerset, New Jersey. And it'll be a dandy of a pitching matchup in Game 2. It'll be Dominic Hamill going for the Rumble Ponies, and he will go up against Richard Fitz. And that's one and two in strikeouts in the Eastern League this season. Fitz had three more strikeouts than Hamill, 163 to 160 on the season. The Rumble Ponies need just one more win. They'll have two cracks at it in Somerset. Sure, there will be a lot of Mets fans there to cheer them on, but an overall great night for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies on Tuesday as they get off to a one nothing series lead with their victory on Tuesday night. As for the Syracuse Mets on Tuesday night, they fell 10-5 to against the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders, but a couple of notes from that game. The first one, Jalen Palmer, he homered again for Palmer. That was his sixth home run in 16 games with the Syracuse Mets, who are in the final or starting the final week of their regular season. So Palmer having a really strong end to his time with the Syracuse Mets. And Jose Peroza, another Binghamton import like Jalen Palmer, was also recently promoted to the Syracuse Mets. And like Palmer, he also sent one out on Tuesday night. That gives Peroza four extra base hits in five games with the Syracuse Mets, including a pair of home runs. So Peroza, a guy we talked a lot about earlier in the season, missed some time due to injury, comes back with the Syracuse Mets, and the hit tools on display almost every night. So that is the entire uh, situation down in the Mets player development system on Tuesday night. Like I mentioned, a great night. The Rumble Ponies earning a 9-2 victory in Game 1. The Syracuse Mets, they fall, but some good individual performances. And we are pumped up for Game 2. If you're in the tri-state area, especially New York, New Jersey, it's an easy trip. Get yourself to Penn Station. Hop on NJ Transit. Don't listen to the haters out there. I know there's some detractors of NJ Transit, but a lot of good work being done by the good folks at NJ Transit. You take the train. You get off at Somerset. The train station is right outside the ballpark. Vito and I, we, we vouch. A great stadium, a great place to watch a game. And uh, the Rumble Ponies, if you go on Thursday night, you could watch a clincher. So we'll see if they can get the job done on Thursday. But on Tuesday night, they do get the job done with a 9-2 to victory 
against the Somerset Patriots. They take a 1-0 series lead. I'm going to try to edit the, end, the ending music to this thing right now. If I get it in, enjoy it. Go Ponies. Talk to you soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.